Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code STEVE, S-T-E-V-E. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on pulpmx.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOsports.com. The original moto podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast. Motocross National Preview Show. We do uh, we do one of these uh, every year, and they're always exciting. And, and many times we say things that we regret later on. But uh, for now, let's get this thing rolling. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. With me on the line is two experts of the sport, two real, real smart guys that that uh, have their finger on the pulse of AMA Motocross. Jason Wygant. Yeah. And David Pingree. Hey, guys. Oh, that's real exciting, Ping. Um, hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> Hi! Um, hey, so motocross preview uh, podcast, but I think before we get started too much, Wygant, you are now the announcer for the series. Well, are now was before. Yeah, but same I, thing. I mean, but like, like uh, forever. That's for sure. You take over now from from Ralph. Um, feels like it's been two years since I've announced the race. You, I just have just one word of advice. Please catch the gate drops. Thank you. Please catch the gate drops. How are they doing it this year? Yeah, 30-second board goes up, it turns to 5, and in between 5 and 10, the gate will drop. And is that the start of the race? Yeah, yeah, that's the start. Uh, I haven't seen a press release on that yet. <laughs> um, hey, before and before we get too far into this, though, why again, I got some emails about people wondering about the series coverage. Can you break it down for some people for for them um, as far as where, they, where and when they can see this stuff? Yes, uh, I was so inspired uh, with last week's podcast where I actually did some audio editing that I prepared again this week and actually printed out wow. the TV schedule. It's <clears throat> incredibly confusing, but only as confusing as it's also been the last three years, and that seemed to work. So here we go. Here's the basics. The first motos every week, every round, you just got to figure out what time zone we're in. You should know the map well enough to know that. Races start at 1 o'clock. First two motos every week live on Field TV, and also you can watch live on Ally Sports. Dot com Every first moto. So that's half the year right there. Then the second motos, uh, for the most part, are on NBC Sports Network. That's a cable network. That was what was called Versus. They used to they carry the it. NHL. It's a sport on ice. Perhaps some of you yeah. people have heard of it. As a matter of fact, Mathis, uh, one race, our lead-in, I believe, is we've once the cup finals begin, when is that? A couple weeks? Yeah, probably a week or so. Yeah. One weekend – Motocross is actually led in by one of these Stanley Cup Finals games. How about that? Wow, that's awesome. That's, yeah. And, and um, are you going to have to read promos for hockey games? Because I will enjoy that also. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I'll just be stuttering and stammering through <laughs> Russian names and <laughs> teams that I didn't even know existed. Do you, hey, let me um, ask you, did you, does it – I remember thinking to myself the first year or maybe second year you did it, you, you led into a promo of, like, NFL football. Um, and maybe it was yeah, a we did it a couple times. Right. Yeah, we, we, uh, on M when we'd have NBC shows, and they'd be, you know, we'd yeah. be in August, I think, at Unadilla. 
So and the preseason was beginning. Was yeah, that, Brett Favre, I think, was, had joined the Jets or something like that. Was that cool? That was a big deal. That had to have been kind of cool, a little bit. What I think people don't realize is when we're on NBC, the actual ne- the network NBC, where there are three races on there, not NBC Sports Network, which is right. basically a, an ESPN-type thing. Uh, in the summertime, a lot of the NBC big-time sports producers are not doing anything. They're waiting for football to begin. Um, so they've worked motocross races. So at Unadilla in 2010, when James Stewart pulled off the second moto and then did not do an interview, the guy's like, next week I will have Brett Favre if I want Brett Favre. I will have, uh, I will have Usain Bolt if I want him in the Olympics. I will have these guys. And I can't get this dude in the motorhome. Who is this guy? Yeah, like, and the guy was legit. Like, this is right. the guy that does that. So it's pretty funny to be weaved in yeah. with that every once in a while. Anyways, back to the schedule. <clears throat> so the schedule is... Second motos will be on, for the most part, NBC Sports Network. Um, and you just got to look. Like, there's a really good schedule you can print off right on um, mxsportsproracing.com. You can print it off. Usually it's an hour or two after the motos actually run. Um, so for the West Coast races, it's pretty late on the East. Um, and then a couple of the bigger rounds, like Redbud, we will actually have all four motos live in a row. But you got to bounce around between a couple of networks. Begins on Fuel. Then we've got one on the regular NBC and then one on NBC, NBC Sports. Sports Network. Yeah, but that's four straight hours live. So it's very similar, actually, what we had last year. The big change, instead of speed, it's NBC Sports Network. And the behind-the-scenes crew is identical. People are blown. I know their minds are blown when they hear that. Yeah. Um, so it shouldn't you, really be much different except the graphics mm-hmm. on the screen and maybe some of the music. Now, obviously, you're... you're- you're paid by MX Sports. You're the TV guy. You're going to say good things about it. But why the switch to NBC Sports? Is it better? Why do you think it's better? Tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, I'll, well, I'll tell you why. And I, I wish I could paint it some way that, it's, that you, the fan at home, could say it's better. I mean, as far as the houses that it's in or the access, speed, you know, speed isn't the biggest thing either. You know, mm-hmm. it's still a car racing network. So they're all kind of niche. I mean, we're not on ESPN either way you slice it. So I think they're just hoping that's a lateral move at best. I don't think that anyone has said this is a huge upgrade compared to speed. It's yeah. hopefully the same. Right. Um, the reason it happened for the series is that Ally Sports is owned by NBC. So now they can package together sponsor deals and say, hey, if you want to sponsor the series, we can mm-hmm. get you TV, we can get you on the track, we can get you hooked up with right. a team or a rider, we can integrate all this. And that's really – they found it pretty tough to make a profit. And I know everyone says, whatever, these promoters are shoveling money in their pockets. <laughs> yeah. But I can tell you that this TV deal cost a couple of million dollars a year. Yeah. So to raise a couple of million dollars of sponsorship money for 12 races in a motocross series mm-hmm. isn't, well, it's either so, not as easy as it sounds or as hard as it actually sounds. So this you, is a way to maybe bridge that gap. What do you think is in more homes, Speed or NBC Sports Network? Is it c- close? Is it? Do we know? Yes, it is. Speed is in more now. I think the hope is that um, this year the NBC Sports Network is really going to get its big launch due to the Olympics and hockey. Um, and hockey. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're, well, they, <laughs> hilariously, they're like, they're another going big. They have hockey now, and I'm thinking, now, how many years has hockey been on versus? Yeah, five? You're right. Yeah, three, four, four or five years. Yeah. Yeah. So I really <laughs> think their big hope is that you know they've changed the name from versus to NBC Sports Network. They're yeah. doing a lot to align it with the regular NBC shows. Right. And then in August when the Olympics start, I think they, their hope is that that's really going to make this stick. And in the meantime, motocross is already there kind of in on the ground floor. Yeah. Um, 
All like right. I said, I haven't heard anyone paint it and say this is a big upgrade from speed. You hope it's a lateral move. Well, maybe they should get some Bill Cosby or Michael J. Fox to do promos for him because they used to be on Seinfeld? NBC. Yeah, Seinfeld and Friends. Must see TV, you know. Um, They're into it, yeah. Hey, uh, thanks for that, by the way, because I got some emails and tweets about it, and yeah. hopefully people listen and understand. And Set your DVR for motocross, and it should find everything. Um, across I know the board. it sounds confusing, but again, it's only it was just as confusing last year. Yeah, yeah, that seemed to work. Um, <clears throat> the only big change, really, you're going to see is we have a new pit reporter. We have Georgia Lindsay, who the three of us know pretty well. Yeah, and you folks, if you watch Racetrack Films this year, you've probably seen her work. She'll do a good job. She um, she did the GPS for a year or two, um, and and I, yep. I and I witnessed a couple of her GPS. I actually was up there in the pit lane with her a few, a few times. Um, she knows her stuff. She's good. Aaron was Aaron's a friend of mine. I like Aaron, but it's time. It, it, nice to see new faces in there. I think. Well, it's people are, people are people are really uh, letting Aaron have it when this was all announced. I was surprised yeah. to hear that. I mean, did Aaron do that bad of a job? I didn't. I didn't think kind so. But kind of reminds me of the same thing we'll talk about here with Stewart on Suzuki. It's like, well, we're going to find out. Yeah, you know. Was it the bike, or was Aaron really that bad? You know what I mean? Like, we're going to find out how much of it is. Yeah. This is the way the job is. And well, and George, as good as it's going to get. Georgia's got that know. accent, too. I like the accent. I like that. Yeah, she can sit there and just read the dictionary. It sounds pretty good. <laughs> All right, hey, let's... Uh, like, yeah, I kind of like what she's got to say. None Keep of talking. us... Now, we've... N- none of us on the line have, have done... I don't think we've done anything since James... Since the big news, James and JGR splitting, we've... We've talked about it. We've speculated. We heard it's happening. You know, we, we but it's done. And um, none of us really, I don't think it's done it's, already. Yeah, it's done. Um, that lasted, what, one week? Jeez. What did I say? All James right. and JGR split, didn't I? Didn't I say that? I, I didn't. Um, oh, you mean done is in done. It's happening. Yeah. Not done, like right. finished. I'm no, like, like it's, it's happened. And we've been oh. speculating about oh, it. Okay. But, but Ping, uh, thoughts on this? Uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you make of this? Well, I think uh, it's a win-win, even though they both lost. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's, I think it's the best thing that could have happened right now. Um, you know, it wasn't working. JGR needs to get on with it. Do their, do something else. I think Regal's going to be great for them this summer, actually. Um, and I'm hoping some of their BTO guys do well too. I think Jimmy's got a. a she could have a solid summer if everything falls in place for him. As far as James goes, he didn't like that bike. He couldn't make it work for him. So, man, you know, don't sit on the couch all summer and, you know, let people hate you even more. Go racing. I think he did the right thing. Um, and I think that's a good bike. I think he's going to like it and be comfortable on it and be fast. Right. Very fast. Well, I got your buddies with JGR, guys. Uh, and, you know, you probably know them better than I do even. But it's been a, it's been a while, like – Maybe the last two, three races of Supercross, they were using his name in the past tense. They knew it was coming, and and it well, seems like it was you all were right. on the podcast. I give you credit. What after Houston, you and I after Houston, we did a Sunday night podcast, just the two of us, and you said you will not see James Stewart on a Yamaha uh, ever again. Yeah, yeah, it's over. Right. So you were. Don't give me credit. Well, I mean, listen, my source was pretty good on all that. It was pretty good, like. Uh, uh, so it's not like I was some sort of Sherlock Holmes, you know what I mean? It wasn't right. like I was digging through garbages and stuff, but Houston was big. He didn't want to be there. Um, his hand was hurting. He wanted to work out things. He, he, he showed up, he went down, 
in a horrible manner. And you could just tell when he walked off the track that that was it. Um, but the JGR, I think, I mean, I think both sides probably signed something that said you can't talk crap on the other side. That's how these things usually work out. But I still right. think, Wygant, and you, you know, you're not of this belief. I still think it was a good thing. Why keep pounding um, your head against the wall repeatedly over and over? Yeah, I've not found a single person, and I even eventually turned to Yamaha people to see if they could agree <laughs> with me on this. Yeah, yeah. And my, my point is, like, for James, it's definitely a win. No problem. I would have done the same thing if I were him. That's all. I mean, we've all been in situations we didn't like, you know, be it a job or, heck, a relationship, whatever. Yeah, and no, it's one like time I was dream. in that. Yeah. What's that? I was with that transvestite in Mexico. Not a good situation. Yeah, was that over the weekend of the GP? No, it was, wow. yeah, it was oh. a few years well, back. But I want to get out of that deal, too. She was the 32nd board girl. <laughs> he was. She was. He, she was. <laughs> they used her for all the classes, the women's championship. <laughs> Save some money. But my point is, you know how it's like, yeah, you're in a relationship that's bad. There is nothing that seems more blissful than being out of it. You know, like not having to be in that anymore sounds great. So for him, I don't blame him <clears throat> one bit. Uh, but the win-win, the other side of the win-win, uh, to me their goal was to not not pay the guy. The goal was to win, you know. So mm-hmm. it just seems strange to me if you're, say, Yamaha. Okay, a guy has chosen to ride for free on another brand as opposed to get paid to ride our bike. That's what he thinks of our bike. And they've painted it well. You know, it doesn't work for him. It doesn't mean the bike is bad. Millsaps has done okay. But I'm used to, you know, a guy tips over in a corner and you're like, are you working on changing something? And you're like, no, bike's great. Bike's great. Like, they don't give an inch. Mm-hmm. This is a massive, massive statement about a bike, much bigger than anything we're used to. Yet somehow everyone's cool with it. It just well, I, strange to me. Well, I agree that it's a massive statement about a bike. And, and let's ask, let's ask the, the actual guy that's raced. I mean, I, I won titles, of course, but Manitoba titles. But Ping, I mean, uh, can you believe it's the bike? I mean, we're going to find out shortly here, but is that does it hold water with you? With James, yeah. It does? Yeah. Yeah, I, I really think that there is something to that bike that um, that makes it agreeable with certain riders and riding styles and, and mm-hmm. not so much with others. And I think that I've had, I've had motorcycles, you know, that just didn't suit me. And no matter how hard I trained, how hard I worked, what we changed – it's like I couldn't get it there. You know, I could never get to where I was comfortable and confident on it. And if you're not comfortable on the thing, you don't trust it. Mm-hmm. It's just it isn't going to work. I think that he rode that Suzuki. Well, I know he rode that Suzuki last year at the beginning of the year, and he probably went, man, I'm really comfortable on this thing right away. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it was an easy decision for him to go go yellow. And I think, yeah, I think you're going to see – it's interesting because he doesn't have a whole lot of time to get used to it. Who knows how long he's been riding it at home? Well, I, th- um, I think he's been motoring down on a production Suzuki for a long time now, even when he's riding the Yamaha, racing for JGR. Okay, so <laughs> there goes the excuse that he doesn't have enough time on the bike. Well, it's a um, works bike versus a production bike, but yeah. You know, it's not a huge difference, I don't think. Yeah, it's just improvements. I mean, if he's right. used to the stock one, whatever <laughs> they do to it, it's gonna be better. <laughs> right. Good you know? point. Good point. You're right. Um, I think he's gonna be. I think he'll be. I think you're gonna see like old James Stewart speed and results okay. probably. So, but 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 Dungey's a much better rider than he was 
you know. Mm-hmm. Well, he wasn't even in the class back then, but Dungey right. will be a player as well. It's not like James is – I don't think James is going 24-0. That's what you're asking. Well, yeah, but he's going to win a lot of races. Let's move on to that. Uh, there's Ryan Dungey and him, right? Uh, is that – are we all clear on – we don't think anybody's going to else is going to be in there? Coincidentally, Tyler Rattray's agent thinks that Tyler Rattray will be in there. Oh, really? Yeah. I know that's very shocking. But do we no. do we give those two one two two one unless disaster happens? Unless a bad start, a crash, a mechanical Right. And even with a bad start, I think most of the time they still wind up second. Okay. Um, I think there's gonna be an awesome battle for third all year though. Right. That's what I think. Yeah, and we'll we'll, we'll get to that. So yeah. do you so Pink, do you have James winning more races than Ryan Dungey? More motos, more races. What do you? I say, uh, yeah, I say more motos, and probably more overalls. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question will be, when he doesn't win, where does he finish? Does he second? Like right. I know Dungey will be second every time he doesn't win. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could almost stamp that. I'm not a big stamper, but like I am. I'm a big stamper. I know you are a big stamper, yeah. but <clears throat> but if James has a big you know, he, he's historically, even on his cowies, mm-hmm. when he gets off, it's this traumatic fashion. So if he does that and finishes a you know ninth here, right. uh, you know DNF there, whatever that that does a lot for your championship hopes. Yeah, why can't? There's no room for error, huh? For for him, because Dunge, like Pink said, Dunge's just going to be there. He's just so solid, so fast. Yeah, the um, Supercross season definitely taught us you really can't. Um, just assume anything's going to happen, you know, in its logical fashion. I mean, the Supercross season made no sense the way guys got hurt, especially with Phil Poto going out of the end. Like, that just doesn't happen. So I guess we can't just assume we'll be racing at Elsinore and it'll still be those two healthy battling. Like, anything can happen. But if you – That's why, against that's, that's your that's your most hated theory, too. The, the well, if he goes second every race, <laughs> you hate that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't start doing the math or doing the points because, you know, heck, when – you know, seven Carmichael retired, and they're like, ah, it's Idle Stewart's. Mm-hmm. And then he twisted his knee, and then it just happens. So ferry it could happen. Year. But yeah, Ferry won. Ferry won that title. Yeah, yep. Ferry did. So I'm just saying, if you somehow could just rule that out, which I guess we're going to, you know, for the purposes of making accurate predictions, we're just going to pretend that won't happen. Yeah, there isn't much room for error. You can't imagine Dungey having bad races. So it's not really about the speed with Stewart. I guess it's about the, you know, not taking a huge hit, say, in practice, and then having to sit out two motos or a huge hit in the first moto and, and scoring zero points because it's going to be hard to get 40, 50, some of those back. You know what's weird? And, and, I, and I think all three of us are on the same page. And I think everybody I talk to, be it fan or media guy or rider, no one seems to think, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here because I don't think I, this, but no one seems to think it's just James, nothing's going to change. But isn't that weird, though? Like – Honestly, do you guys know anybody that's like, oh, dude, he's going he's gonna to crash, he's going to get worked? You know, no one thinks that. I've only heard a few people. I feel like anyone I've heard say that <clears throat> is someone who's somehow connected. And I don't mean, by the way, the JGR guys, who, again, I can't get anyone to say anything bad about this. Right. Not them. But for well, example, vital. Guys, like, <laughs> yeah, people on Vital, there you go. <laughs> like, there's trainer dudes out there. Of course, they want to subscribe to the theory, he doesn't have a trainer. That means all the difference. Yeah. Got to have a trainer. So I've heard guys like that say the whole problem is he's not in shape, but that's because, of course, they preach to the choir of if you don't have Alden Baker, you cannot win. Yeah. Which either 
has been proven right and wrong over the years. Like yeah. sometimes Dean, it just Dean Wilson, Dean Wilson had no trainer last year. He said he yeah, was getting hit. Get brought up. He was getting hit up. By, he was getting hit up by trainers every single week. That guys that were telling him that they could they could help him out, and he's like, "I'm winning now." So, yeah. How's Dungey do? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't just. But I have heard that. Right. You know that he's just not in shape or whatnot. Well, but not very not very many. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, I don't, he's he's I don't, worked with Johnny L a little bit. I don't think Johnny's going to let him slip. He's like one of the most hardcore guys there is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that's going with Johnny O. I haven't seen Johnny around that much, but on the other hand, I know he's still around, like still on the payroll and helping James out. It's always been painted more towards a riding coach than than a trainer, but on the other hand, with Johnny O, I mean, you got to know that there's training involved there. Obviously, when, when, when Tedesco used to work with Johnny O, he said it, he was the gnarliest trainer he ever had. He, like, he worked him too hard, probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, Johnny O comes from the school of Jeff Ward, who told Wygant that he rode 96 straight days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's all you need to know right there. <laughs> Even when he was flying out, he rode every single day. So, Where do you tell me these stories? And I'm like, what? Didn't you guys ever get sick or, or you were tired on the race? And he's like, no, Epstein Barr is just an excuse for I'm lazy. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and you would laugh at that, except it's Jeff Ward. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't argue. Like, right. what am I supposed to say? Right, right, right. Well, Wardy. Let's see. Let's let, let's let's match our motocross editions titles. You're seven and zero, and I'm I've never been. He says it. <laughs> I think the thing with James is that okay. Obviously, he knows what he he knows what to do. I mean, he's worked with all of them stuff like that. Like if he if he needs to get in shape, he knows the the path to do it. So the cold question is: Is he motivated enough to do it? And I think everyone thinks that this switch will light the fire enough to make him want to do well, what he needs to do. He knows what it is. This is you know, it, I'm, though. I'm curious if the, let's say James wins wins the title this summer. Uh-huh. However, he does it. He wins the championship. He doesn't get arrested for impersonating a cop. He has a very quiet, clean summer. Wins. Do people the, the people jump back on the bandwagon? Because there's so many people that don't like him right now because he doesn't do the nationals. Because he got in trouble. Because I, he has his, his TV show. It's like I predict. You know, look, look at how many people booed him at, at the opening rounds of Supercross or. All of the rounds of Supercross, for that matter. Does that stop? Let's say he wins this title. Does that stop? Well, Everybody next year is back on there, on the train. There was a guy, Ping, named Chad Reed, who was much in the same boat as James Stewart. Not doing the Nationals. Kind of cocky in his interviews. Not well-liked. Maybe not as bad as James, though. I will give you that. And he came back to the Nationals, and he barbecued, and he was hanging out in his motorhome, and he won the title. And it's been it's been a love affair ever since then. Um, I predict the same thing. I predict the same thing will happen. James is going to come back to Nationals. Fans are freaking out, cheering him on. He's going to do well, and a, a lot of people are going to switch back onto the James Stewart bandwagon. That's my prediction. I agree. I think the three of us need to get together and come up with a James Stewart T-shirt and get that thing for sale <laughs> online immediately. I've already got the slogan. I've already got the slogan. <laughs> it's raining oh, no. yellow. It's raining yellow. That's the slogan. Golden shower. <laughs> <laughs> boom. Um, boom. There we go. Uh, no, I mean, I just think that, yeah. And But look at this. Nothing, when you add talent that he has, and really, let's, let's admit this. If this thing doesn't work, Ping, if he goes out, crashes his balls, again, balls off again, uh, or just, I mean, gets beat, you know, has trouble with the third place guy, Dungey's checked out. What are you going to do then if you're James Stewart? 
he's he has to make this work. And I think when well, you, when, I, I think you still have one excuse left, and that what? is, well, we switched midseason. I, I need to get used to the bike a little bit. It just was a sort of a learning summer. Uh, and you have 2013. Uh, I, this is what I think. Okay. And then 2013 Supercross is just that's it. That's your last. That's your last hope. And if that doesn't go well, right. You hang it up, or you you know at least fans at that point. Myself would be like, yeah, he's done. Well, he, right. He's right. done. I mean, you know, all year long and in. in not so much last year, but this year, the question is, you know, always asked, is he done? Is he done? Is this just, is it too many crashes slash the competition has caught up to him? Too many missed races, et cetera, et cetera. And so I think when you add the last chance mentality and his talent together, you're going to get golden showers. Yeah. That's all. I want to be there I, with I a slicker the on some boots just basking in it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the frustration we've all had over the years with, with James is that this is proof like that all the problems with the fans or the image or the booing or whatever, I think we on the outside have always felt it was pretty easily fixable. Like, this isn't a very complex formula, what he's going to go out and do here. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I totally agree, Matt, that if it works out well, people will be like, that was awesome. He decided to do it. He didn't have to. He rode for less money. He had a good time. He's a cool dude. I forgot how awesome he is on a bike, and he's a pretty fun interview. Like, I think we've all felt for, like, four or five years that all those tools are there to turn it around, just hasn't used them. Mm -hmm. And maybe he's felt that he's been treated unfairly. I think we've all felt like if you just do A, B, and C, you'll be fine. Um, and I think it's going to happen. I think he'll you know, be fine I, with the fan. He came on the Pulp Mech show last Monday, and honestly, I challenge anybody to listen to that, to that interview and think to themselves, this guy's an asshole. Like, on, right. I, I mean, you know, he's just he, – he, he, again, like he can't talk shit on the JGR guys legally, but I really, truly don't think he wants to. And I think I, I just challenge anybody to listen to that interview and go like, oh, this guy's just a dick. F this dude. Because he's just an honest. He's just, he said in the interview, maybe I show up at Hangtown. Maybe it's not the bike. Maybe I'm just old and slow. I mean, I know he truly doesn't believe that, but he's saying it. He said, maybe, you know, he, he kind of realizes this is, this is it. So... I don't know, man. I just think it's going to go well. I think it's. I think this is a, a, a home run by James by Suzuki, and um, you know the only guys left maybe sitting in the in the warm up deck is uh, JGR, which you know they'll move on. What's a warm up deck? I was saying, what's that mean? You know, like <laughs> James hit James hit a home run to end the game. You talking about the bullpen? No, the bullpen's where pitchers go. Okay. The warm up is where the batter gets ready to go up on. On uh, the right. so James hit My baseball lingo is super. James hit a home run. Though. James hit a home run. Okay. He won the game, and JGR does not get the bat. They look in this analogy. Who is in the dugout spitting sunflower seeds? Mike Webb. Mike Webb. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good. Um, I hey, if this is a like I said, a huge statement on a bike, a Yamaha. Um, but then what does it say for Suzuki? <laughs> like that is an unbelievable endorsement. Of a bike, yeah. we got yeah. maybe you know maybe the most talented guy out there, huge name. We got him for no money to voluntarily race strictly because our bike is that good. Well, yeah, but I think I think that was as much a, a factor. That was the only place he could go. You know, maybe he could have put something together at Honda with the riders they have out there, but I don't think they wanted him. Maybe I'm wrong. I guess. Right. Um, 
No, I, I don't like that bike, like, though, from the and, beginning. And usually did. you follow the money. There is no money to follow here. Like, he strictly went there because he the, thinks the bike is good. The subplot to all this is I know for a fact that Ryan Dungey did not like his motorcycle last year. Was not happy with it, which is amazing to me. <clears throat> but I know he didn't like it. That's his old team. Mike Webb made a comment in that interview that you did, Jason, uh, uh, about uh, there's no draw, there's no trust or the trust issue is, is, is not there. Trust issue is there. It wasn't there last year with Ryan Dungey. So that's another juicy sort of subplot. You don't think the Suzuki guys want to show Dunge what's up? And DeCosta wants to show the Suzuki guys what's up? Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. So, no, it's great. Yeah. Another- and there's some history between Dunge and Stu. I mean, at one point, Dungey was, you know, hanging out at his house as like the protege. Right. Somewhere that went off the rails. I can't imagine that they're – they've never been outwardly disrespectful, but they don't want to get beat by each other. Well, I, sure. Dungey hasn't been outwardly disrespectful to anybody. I think that's just his program. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he – he does it. Look at Weimer. Weimer puts him on the dirt, comes back, passes Weimer clean at Salt Lake City, takes off afterwards. He's like, yeah, that's just racing. But he, you know he's, you know inside he's like, all right, motherfucker, I'll, I'll show you. You know what I mean? Like, but he just, that's yeah. not his deal. He just doesn't do that. And, and I, I do, yeah. I just want to say, though, like in two ten, 2010 when Dungy won everything, I said it's kind of disrespectful to not say, hey, I wonder what would have happened if Reed and Stewart and Villapoto were out there. I felt like those three – had the credentials, you know, you at least got to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, no, no disrespect respect to Dungy, but right. Reed and Stewart were the big names going into that season, and they were both hurt. Like, you have to at least consider that. Mm-hmm. I feel it's almost reversed right now. Like, if I were Dungy, wouldn't you be kind of saying, why does Stewart always just get thrown right back in the top of the yeah. conversation? Every year they say this, and every year it doesn't work out. I've done better than him the last couple of years. I could have won the title outdoors if it wasn't for my bike breaking. I'm the guy. Right. Why does he get all the love? Um, yeah, I think that'd be a fair, a fair thing to say. Although, yeah, you'd never hear him say it. But um, no, right. But I think it is. I think it's fair to say. I beat him in Supercross last year, this year, outdoors where he hasn't even raced. Well, but then Stewart, everything he does, he's instantly the favorite again. I would be a little mad if I were him. Ping, there's, there's, mm-hmm. uh, and we're half hour in. We've talked about two guys, by the way. But um, <laughs> uh, Ping, <laughs> there was, uh, there, there was a guy that worked with Dungy. And still, still does a little bit, but doesn't do much. He doesn't do much anymore. But he did work with Dungey before. He told me that he believes Dungey doesn't believe that he can beat Stewart. I'm not sure if I believe that because there was some. There's a lot of beatdowns in Supercross. But do you think there's anything to that? Well, hard to get inside the mind of Ryan, though. You know, he doesn't. He's not really exactly. An I, open I always keep waiting for Ryan to like, like you're saying. You know, he's he's just got this. Aw shucks personality that you see on TV or when you're talking to him. And then I keep waiting to like walk up where he's behind a motorhome or something and he's back there just mother effing somebody or, you know, smoking a cigarette. I don't know. You know, you know what I mean? I just keep waiting for it to be fake. And it's just not. He's like, he's just such a, he is a, just a good guy. Um, but as far as getting to that point where he feels like he can beat James. I, mean, I don't know. I, I can't imagine he would think that. He's beat him. Right. Beat him plenty of times. I mean. Right. Um, I don't know. I, you, hear, you hear riders talk about that. Like, oh, I used to have this guy's picture on my wall, and now I'm racing with him. Mm-hmm. But I think that happens earlier. I mean, geez, he's been doing this a few years now, racing with the top guys. I can't see where that's still an issue. So, who wins the title? Why again? Right now, man, it's tough. Obviously, it's tough. So let me just throw that out there first. But um, 
I think I'd put it on Dungey right now, only because Stewart. I mean, again, we've been in this situation four or five, you know, seasons in a row, and it hasn't quite worked out. So I almost feel like until we see otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna just wonder if it's gonna you know 24 motos not crashing out, not having problems. So because of that, I guess I'll lean Dungey's direction right now. Ping. I. Yeah, I I, I say Dungey too. Um, Again, I would stand by that Stewart wins more races, more motos. But his bad motos are worse than Dungey's bad motos. That's what I would tell you. Okay. Dungey's solid. I mean, you know, you take away his injury in Supercross, he's right there. Yeah, he's three you know, points. And three, you could say it in the last two years. I mean, he's just he's three points really, back really solid. Of, three points back RV when he, you know, crashes out. So, um, okay. Well, what about I, you, Mathis? What are you thinking? Uh, I didn't say it's going to rain yellow for nothing. So, oh, all right. Golden showers this summer, boys. Get ready for it. Um, you right. might be right. I mean, uh, no one's going to be surprised either way. You know right, what I mean? It's right. not going to be a shocker either way. Yeah, it, uh, I say it's going to be golden shower time, but if Dungey wins, it's not going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. You know, the, right. as you both right. said, he's just a machine. That's what he is. He's just a big American Harry winning machine. So, wow. Um, let's go. Let's move this thing on. Uh Third place. Uh, I talked. To, I did one of these podcasts with Chad Reed. It came out today on the Racer X site. And I mean, Rattray, Short, Metcalf, Brayton, Millsaps, Weimer. I probably missed somebody in there, but it is going to be Ping. You said it earlier. It's going to be a battle for third place. Mm-hmm. I think this is where a lot of, especially after about the ten or fifteen minute mark of the moto, this is where all your entertainment's going to be. Alessi, I forgot about Alessi. Very important. I think Alessi could make the box at Hangtown this weekend. Yep. Who do you like? Who do you like out of those guys? Paying to emerge as as the guy. Uh, well, I think that, uh, of course, it's always yes. But if Alessi can have stuff come together right with his bike, that's the one one thing I'm uncertain about is I don't know. You know, I think he's got, like, dick speed sticks working on his suspension or something. I don't know who's doing his stuff. MB1 MB1 is. MB1 is. Okay, well, if he can get things working right, Mm -hmm. um, he's fast. He's fast outdoors. I think he's done better in Supercross than he's ever done. Yeah. Or or at least matched his best, right? Mm -hmm. It's been kind of quiet. No one's really talking about how awesome he is, but it's been a good season for him, and outdoors is where he shines. I think he's on the box a lot. For, I, I would say for sure this weekend because he's very fast at Hangtown. Yeah. And if he can get starts and, you know, be Michael Essie, like lead for a little bit, get past, sit in third, follow those guys' lines, mm-hmm. I think he's third a lot. And I think probably the guys racing with him are going to be Millsaps. I don't see Weimer up there a whole lot, really. Um, I feel like no one's talking about Metcalf. He's, I mean, he did not have a good Supercross season, but no. he won a race last year. He's an outdoor guy. He is. Weege, yeah. Weege, I, yep. Weege, how how is Michael Lessie's bike going to do made out of plastic in the middle of the summer? Yeah, but it'll be cool. I mean, it's got water. It's got water jets. It's got water held inside it, right? Good yeah. point. Yeah, jets of water going everywhere. Good point. Yeah, yeah, so that'll help. I, yeah, I think <laughs> – I think unless it's just because he was so quiet and Supercross is getting forgotten about. But, 
Here's the thing with Alessi, I think, that separates him from a lot of his other guys. Remember in 08 when Stewart won every moto, <clears throat> Alessi was getting second almost every moto. And Alessi was even racing the last lap hard to try to pretend that the gap wasn't that right. far. <laughs> Stewart was out there doing whips and one-handers. Yeah. And Alessi was, I only got beat by six seconds in 30 minutes. Right. Um, <clears throat> that's, to me, the, a, a huge difference where if Dungey and Stewart really are on another level, you will see Alessi doing everything he can to at least keep that gap as manageable as possible. He'll try to beat him off the start. He'll try to block him as best he can. He'll try to hook on with him as best he can. He'll charge all the way down the last lap. Like, he will be motivated by that. And it's a bummer for some of the other guys to be in that same mm-hmm. situation. That's, that's what makes him good when the circumstances are like this. Well, it's so much easier. Uh, I, for me, it was always so much easier if I could get a good start and see where the leaders were going. Because if you start in the mid, middle of the pack with a bunch of jackasses, you don't see the good lines. You know what I mean? You're having to kind of find them on your own, and a lot of times you just don't. You know, I've had, I've had races where I'm struggling the whole race because i got a bad start, and, and then, like, on the last lap or something, I see a line, you know, a line off to the side of the track where the leaders were going the whole time, missing all the bumps. And I'm like, dang it. Right. I don't know that was there, you know, like. And so when you get a, get a good start, even if it's third or fourth, and you can watch and see where they're going and follow their lines and kind of draft into their pace, it's, it's just so much easier. And I think that's what he does a lot is kind of sees where the – he gets a good start, sees where those top guys are going and mm-hmm. what they're doing and just sort of gets pulled along for the ride. Man, it's a, it's, it's a deep, deep feel behind, those, behind the top two. Can, well, why can't can Rattray can Rattray do it? I think, I mean, he, I, one of the somebody I spoke to this week is like, man, he just started riding. Maybe it was Chad who said that in the podcast. He just started riding, coming back from a serious neck injury, you know, and he, now he's on a four fifty. So, uh, you know, I, yeah, I think we are. I think we are forgetting that because with Rattray, it's like, oh, he got hurt and missed a bunch of Supercross races. It's like everyone just expects Supercross to be a write off anyway. But I guess he was dealing with something pretty bad. Like he wasn't just out with a broken collarbone, right? or out just to give himself more time to prepare for outdoors and wasn't really that hurt. Like, that's pretty pretty big. Yeah, I, but you know, you know what he told me in that uh, – we did a video with him right when he started riding again, and he said that his neck never hurt. Because even when I did, he goes, it didn't hurt. It just, the doctor said it was broken. I had to take some time off. Mm. So I don't think it was – I don't think it's like a, an injury that aggravates him or bugs him or that he's thinking about, you know, like, man, I don't want to break my neck again. I think it was just more of a nuisance. Um, and he, I, I think he'll be a little rusty at first. But when I asked him about fitness, he goes, "Oh no, I'm, I'm fit. Fitness has never been a problem for me." I mean, he's very—he hangs his hat on the fact that he can ride all day, all day long, and not get tired. And he, he can. He can. He, the only thing he's yeah. missing, at least in the lights class, he was missing that raw speed. But yeah, you want to talk about somebody who can just keep going and going and going? It looks like Tyler Rattray could ride from here to South Africa if the tank would let him. And he had a submarine kit built around it. Yeah, and he had a submarine. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Brayton, Millsaps, what do you see for those guys, Wygant? I feel like outdoors I would put guys like maybe Rattray, and, um, but definitely to be Metcalf and Short, I think I might put ahead of those guys. Brayton's always seemed to be better at Supercross than Motocross. And I know he's shown yeah. improvement. He's on a different team, so maybe that will give him a little jump. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's never really lit it up. Um, 
outdoors. It hasn't been ever really been very consistent. He's had a few good races here and there. We're a short Metcalf are the kind of guys that you're used to seeing week in, week out, every moto. Rattray, kind of the same thing. And same thing with Millsaps. He's had good motos here and there, but the guy can usually not even make it through all 24 motos without really getting hurt bad, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. I know he's been, again, kind of a new guy this year, but that's still a, a tall order. Um, so yeah. maybe I put the guys like Meddy and Short just ahead of that because they've been there for 12 rounds pretty much every year. Yeah. Uh, Ping, you mentioned Regal. You're, you're big on him? You think he can do some damage? Yeah, he's fast outdoors. I, I think if he likes that bike, I think they're smart. They, JGR would get that guy from Texas to come out and set it up for him. <laughs> What's that guy's name? Jim Lewis. Yeah, Jim Lewis. He loves Jim Lewis. <laughs> just, just uh, Jim Lewis. Work. <laughs> just stand by the bike even if you don't do anything. Yep. Just, just tell him you set this thing up. Tell him you approve. <laughs> um, well, he's fast. I think if he gets comfortable and likes where he's at, um, he could be a, another guy that sneaks in there at hot rounds where the track gets rough, things like mm-hmm. that. I think that the, the gnarlier it is, the, the better it suits him. Ping, let me ask you a question. Uh, if you're Brock Tickle, who apparently was told that if somebody got hurt on Factory Cowie, he could go over there. Uh, he was jumping up and down with his hand up saying, I'll take Ryan Villapoto's bike. I want it. Uh, he was bypassed, overlooked. Now he has to go back down to the 250F, and Rattray took the spot. If you're Brock Tickle, are you super mega pissed? Um, I don't think he can be. You know, he didn't have that good of a Supercross season. I think if he had done what they all wanted him to do in Supercross, I think he probably would have that opportunity. Um, but it's been, you know, what can we say, pretty average at best, his his Supercross season. Um, and, you know, Cowie wants to put the best guy they can on that bike. I know it's a little bit of a struggle because that was definitely one of Mitch's biggest contenders as well. But yeah, I don't know if you're Brock. I don't think you can really argue this too much. Okay. Why again? What do you think? Yeah, I mean it is a bummer for him. I know when I talked to him at Salt Lake City, he said up up until then he had done all his testing on a 450 and and for Pro Circuit. You know, I think he figured okay, maybe even if I don't get Filippo's ride. I'll still be a Pro Circuit 450 guy. So I think the bigger change is not the not getting the Villapoto spot. It's being bumped down to a class that you – a bike you haven't even ridden since last year. Yeah. And it didn't really go that well. But I guess that is the thing. You're on Pro Circuit. You have no leverage. You're lucky to be on the team almost no matter how good you are, how big yeah. your name is. So you just have to take it. Yeah, not a lot of uh, – and, and Ping, you can, you can attest to this. Not a lot of, like, egos over there where you can act like you're somebody special. No, Mitch is pretty good about keeping you in check, right. especially if your results aren't there. Right. Um, okay, so now it's prediction time. Who's going to be the third-place guy? Why again? Who's going to be the third-place guy? Of course, if everything goes as normal and top two finish the top two. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Metcalf for that. It's good, Like I said, I think him, potentially Rattray and Short are all in that group, I think. But, um <clears throat> Metcalf started off pretty slow last year, but by the end of the year, he was almost to the same level as the lead guy. So I'll, I'll go with him. All right, Ping. Well, you know, I'm interested. I'm interested to see what Raftray does on that bike, mm-hmm. but I don't think he'll be there right away. I think he's going to be kind of a mid-season, you know, where he kind of comes on. Right. 
Um, so I'll say for the first six, Alessi, and the second six, Rattray. All right, I like Andrew Short because I think that bike is awesome. We've seen it get starts. We've seen Andrew get starts on that thing, and I think he's got something to prove. I think that he's been healthy for a long time and raced a few supercrosses at the end of the year. Um, yeah, I, I got Andrew Short. So, but you know what? If you said Alessi or Millsaps or Metcalf, I'd say or Rattray, I'd be like, yeah, all right, cool. Again, it's so so tough to tell. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool that we have three different answers, and I think we could all swap, and we wouldn't be upset. Like, if we were dealt cards, and I'd have Rattray for third, I wouldn't be like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah that, you're it's pretty good that it's that close. You're insane. You're an no. idiot. I'm getting off the phone. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks for listening to these podcasts. They wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for BTOsports.com as well as the other advertisers. So I appreciate if you just listen to this, deal with it, order some stuff from BTO, and then we'll get right back to the show. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike car body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped at anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. JT Racing USA is back to reestablish its deep roots in the motocross industry with an all-new, innovative line of racewear and casual wear. While bringing many of JT's strongest design elements from its golden years back to life, the racewear is constructed with the highest grade material on the market and has a technological fit, feel, and function that is sure to raise the bar in how motocross gear is being built. JT has relaunched itself back into motocross with the Pro Tour jersey, classic pants, lifeline, and flex field gloves in eight colorways with an assortment of men's and women's casual wear to add to its collection. By redefining the meaning of airflow, JT has incorporated its airline system technology into this collection and have launched their all-new ALS2 helmet in seven colorways to complete the rebirth of the brand. The wait is over. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting for sure. But I do like Alessi for a podium this weekend. Uh, Hangtown's good, but Millsaps goes good too there, even though he claims he yep. hates the track. He does he does well? Um, all right, two fifty class. Let's move on to that. Uh, the defending champion Dean Wilson is going to chance it out with a shoulder that uh, probably needs surgery at some point. What do you think of that, Ping? Do you like this move? I don't. But uh, no, I, I, terrible move. Terrible move. Oh, I think it's a terrible idea. Whoa. Oh, okay. All right. He's got too broad of a future to be out there jacking his shoulder up more. He's already won this championship. Mm-hmm. He's already won this. Like, get yourself fixed and start, you know, right. be 100% for 2013. I don't, I don't get it. Weege? Yeah, I actually see it the other way. Um, oh. You, yeah, because. Dueling, dueling at dawn, fellas. Duels at dawn. I mean, it's great to have the comments. You're an idiot. Like I'm hanging out. out. <laughs> You're an idiot. I'm not taking Rattray for third or less. That's ridiculous. Um, I, I hope, obviously, that when Wilson goes into the 450s that he can run with the front guys and make it even more fun to watch the races and the, the battles for the win. But there's been a lot of guys that have won in the lights class that have just not been able to get to that very, very, very elite level. Sometimes this is your last best shot. Um, you know, 
Who, who's riding for the Pro Circuit team this summer? Ivan Tedesco was first time in, what, seven years that he's been on that team and been in that class? It's just the way it works sometimes. Like, he never got a win in Supercross in a 450. He got one outdoors, was never really a title contender. Like, those were the glory years. Sometimes you got to right. grab the brass ring when it's in front of you. But I guess Ping's thinking that he can't grab it because his shoulder's going to be jacked up. Yeah, yeah. My, my point is that shoulder needs surgery. It's not, it's not like a... It's not even like a knee without an ACL where, ah, you can run it. Some guys just run it. LaRocco never had ACLs. That thing's going to need to be fixed. It'll just be aggravated and continue to pop out and be a mess until I, it's fixed. I think, uh, I think that Dino's going to stay at TVDs next year now with this injury. He can. And okay, well, that's a, super, that's a title he hasn't won. You'd think that should be his focus. TVD Supercross. Yeah, be oh, ready for right, that. Right. He's not pointed out because he missed those races when he was stuck in Canada. Yeah. He's not pointed out. No, he's not. So Ooh, I, th- I think what happens is everything goes great, shoulder stays in, and he either wins the title or comes close to it again. And then, and then I think he goes to 450s and, and goes on from there. If disaster strikes and he has to get that surgery, he has to pull out, then I think he is going to stay 250s for another year. That's sort of my thinking. But you know what's going to happen? Let me hmm. tell you right now. Let me drop some Nostradamus okay. on your rear end right now. All right. <laughs> he gets four or five races into this year. Shoulder pops out in a crash, maybe not even a crash. Yeah. He has to go get a fix. It puts him late into the off season, and he's got to do East Coast, and he's still not even 100% for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I could go with that. Nostradamus. Um, so, okay. Well, last summer, Wilson won. PC took the top three spots with Baggett and, uh, and Rattray. The Geico guys got their ass handed to them every single weekend. And Mike LaRocco, as he said in that interview, he was doing the walk of shame back to the pits every weekend, um, which actually a rare moment of humor from Mike LaRocco. Very, very surprised. Didn't know he had that in him. I guess he'll be doing uh, Catch a Rising Star every Thursday from now on. But um, uh, does Geico d- – d- I mean, okay, Rattray's gone. Wilson's banged up. Baggett, we know, Ping, you're a huge Baggett guy. And, and, and Baggett's been saying, telling Wygant since about round two of the Supercar season, wait till outdoors. So yeah. <laughs> clearly, right? I'm not far off of round two. He's been saying wait till outdoors. So uh, does, does, does the Geico guys, does LaRocco have to continue making the walk of shame or does Barsha and Tomac and maybe Bogle step up this year, Ping? I think this is going to be a redeeming summer for those guys. Um, <clears throat> I think they got their bikes working well. They're all of their dudes are firing. I mean, they're getting fired. I, I know. I know. Last year, I kind of thought Tomac would have a a breakout summer, and he didn't. But mm-hmm. I gotta believe it's coming this year. I mean, he's the dude is fast outdoors. I don't know what the heck happened um, last year, or even I, I don't know. I don't know what went wrong, but I think. Tomac and Barsha are going to be on the box a lot. I think they're going to own the podium a lot this summer. So, yes, Baggett will be up there. Is he a solid week in and week out as those two guys? I don't know. Still not sure. Well, we'll as, see. as whenever somebody points out that Geico had, you know, just killed it this this year in Supercross, Wygant over there likes to, po- likes to point out that Eli Tomac was about four laps away from doing the exact same thing last year, and they still got their ass handed to him outdoors. Right, Wygant? So 
Do you think nothing's yeah, they, changed from last year, or do you think that this it has changed? I think it actually has. Well, um, yeah, I think they're better off. Go ahead, go ahead, Weech. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that actually, uh, <clears throat> I don't look at the Supercross thing as the proof that they're right. going to be better. I right. think they're going to be better for other reasons. First of all, Pro Circuit's definitely hurting. Uh, Rattray's out, not racing the class. Wilson's hurt. Baggett, I don't know. So you're not, you don't have as much to rely on over there. Um, and from what we hear from Morocco, they, the bikes, their Geico bikes weren't good last year. Their suspension was not where they wanted it, and they think it's going to be a lot better this time. And Barsha, I think people forget how banged up Barsha was going into the series. He had had the wrist problem. He had mono. Now he's working with Stanton. He's had the East title wrapped up a couple weeks in advance of Vegas. Um, so I think I'll add that together. It's not the Supercross results. I still think they're going to be better, but it's not Supercross that's proving it. I, I still think the Geico guys are favorites. You think yeah, they're favorites? I think, I think you Tomac think they're losing the title that he did. Um, it could have gone two ways. It could have either fired him up and made him really push all summer, or it could have just deflated him. And I think it deflated him a little bit, which is perfectly understandable. I mean, Hold on a second. Hold on. Why can't said they're favorites? Yeah, I think so. Geico, yeah. This summer? Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Blake Baggett and Dean Wilson are favorites. They have to be. Wait a minute, wait. I don't, we were, I don't think that. You were the one voting that Wilson is stupid for even racing the series at all. Yeah, but he must have some sort of confidence that he can make it. I mean, it must be. I mean, I don't agree with the decision. I think that he should go get fixed. But obviously, <laughs> no. I mean, I'm. I, who's, smarter, who's smarter about his condition? You or him? Me, of course. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Look at, look at. Dean must feel he can go a certain speed if the shoulder holds together. If it if the shoulder it's either this the shoulder comes out or it doesn't A or B, and if it stays in and Wilson thinks it will, why can't he go as fast as he did last year? Then why would you say that he shouldn't be racing? Because it will come out at some point. If it's not the if it's not round twelve, it'll be in the off season. Then he's not the favorite. What? Why? How not? can he be the favorite if his shoulder will come out at some point during the first series? Well, maybe it comes in. No, I mean I just mean comes out he needs surgery at some point it, we, be it be it after lake elsinore be it anaheim one at some point and if it's me i go ahead and get it fixed now but he obviously mitch feels his family feels he feels that he could do the nationals with not having any issues i mean it, they wouldn't line up if they thought that they'd for sure have issues right they wouldn't line up so they must think that Steve they can, just told me that it's a bad it's a bad move so i'm uh, uh, thought i was supposed to go with that all right, forget it. You're not, you're, not, you're not understanding what I'm saying. I, I get what I'm saying totally, by the way. But, uh, I mean, okay. So, you're, you're going to surpass Baggett, too? You're going to take Baggett's Supercross season and say that that is an indicator that he's not going to have a good outdoors? As good but as Barsha and Tomek? Baggett Tomat? is so much of a mystery. So much of it. Like, last year when he was on, like, it wasn't even – the word isn't even on. It's either on in all caps, <laughs> bold, italicized. Like, I've never seen anything like it. Right. Like – you're not supposed to be able to just go from 10th to 1st in five minutes in the lights class. Like, it's just too close. It doesn't make any sense. And then, in the end, it didn't make any sense. Like, it wasn't possible to do it all the time. And to me, it's scary to have a guy who, I don't know, for some reason I was really fast today, and then the next week, for some reason, I really wasn't, and he has no idea why. Like, that just seems like a strange deal to rely on to win a title with. Yeah, there's a consistency issue there. I don't know what it is, but... And, you and, gotta believe he'll win some races this summer, but at the end of the at the end of the summer in September, 
You know, so who, I'm taking Barsha or Tomac to have more points than him. Oh my God! Listen to you guys. Okay. Um, well, again, same thing. Who's better, Barsha or Tomac? Then, Mister Geico rules. Who's better? Who does I think win? I point. I think I. I think I'll point to Barsha right now. Okay. Um, yeah. There's a lot of people. Here's the dip because okay. I mentioned it last week. Totally underrated on Barsha. The dude's starts are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's a huge factor. Is Clearly it, the most consistent, best starter in the class by far. Ping, do you big th- difference. Ping, do you think it's a motivator for Barsha to know this is his last chance unless he drops down like Carmichael did yeah. for that one race? I absolutely do. That's, that's what I was going to mm-hmm. point to is this is his last shot in this class. Right. There's no pressure of getting a ride. Right. It's just how bad do I want this title because I'm not going to ever have another chance to get it probably. Right. Um, and you have, me, and you he, he hangs it out. And maybe he has a big one and gets off, and right. that kind of ends the summer. Who knows? But yeah. – the other side of that is he doesn't, and he wins a lot of races and wins the championship. How big do you think Ping is six-time in his corner? How big is that? Is it kind of overrated? Like, you know, a lot of us like to tend to point to trainers and coaches and all that, but, you know, but is that overrated or is that, is that a real factor? Um, with a guy like him, with, with a guy like Barsha that's super talented, I don't think Jeff's telling him anything about riding. Right. Barsha's probably more talented than Jeff ever was. But he'll keep you in line, you know. And if you have a question, uh, just about something, you know, mm-hmm. even if it's something in your personal life or whatever, you, it's just nice to have a guy there that's super solid. You, you know, made good decisions his whole career, and you can bounce stuff off of him. And I think it's just more of a comfort than anything. Uh, but obviously, with training, Jeff knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's good. But I mean, shoot, doesn't mean they're impervious to flaw. Right. Look, I'll, I'll point to Eli Tomac, whose father, you may or may not know, <laughs> is a uh, mountain biking legend. And uh, anyway, no, it's, it's such they, a... they've had their issues in the past with fitness and you just would never have thought that. So it's, it's such an easy immediate thing to grab that Tomac, that Tomac, that Tomac low hanging yeah, fruit. But, but dude, I was really like a fan of Johnny, like in, in mountain bike racing. Right. Was, okay. Really into mountain bike racing in the '90s, and he was—I mean, that was like okay. McGrath and Carmichael wrapped into one. He was gnarly. Um, uh, we heard, we heard. So, um, Pink and Hot Sauce do anything? Is Hot Sauce going to do anything? I mean, what do you what are your thoughts on that? Well, Ivan's a great rider. I just—I I think he's. Maybe I'm wrong. I'd love to see him get up in the mix. I think it'd be cool, but I think he's forgetting how old he is a little bit. <laughs> uh, uh, I just think guys like these young kids, they just – yeah. you can't compete with youth, you know? There's no fix for it. Okay, does he, does he see a podium this year? Does he get on the box? Wow. Wow, that that silence speaks volumes. Maybe it's not. It does. If it does, it's it's one or maybe two. What do you think, Wagant? It's a third. What do you think, Wagant? <laughs> it's a third, and it's a five-four for third at, the, at that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not knocking Ivan. I really like Ivan. He's awesome. But these kids are just radical. They're just super aggressive, and I don't know. It's just a different game. I think you kind of forget. Okay. Yeah, and he really he's raced one national in the last two years. 
him at with race at Millville in like 2010. Didn't race him at all last year. So that's a he big... didn't even race Millville. He only rode practice. <clears throat> you sure? He pulled out like two laps into the moto. Yeah. Ah, that's racing. Okay. All right. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. Well, even worse, I guess. So he basically hasn't raced, hasn't taken a checkered flag about that in two years. Um, but he's on the right team. I know I said the favorites are on another team, but that's because those are really good riders. But Pro Circuit's no slouch. Um, that's going to help. <laughs> um, I could see the right things falling into place later in the year. Maybe a couple riders are kind of beat up. He's still in the mix. He's getting faster each week, getting more acclimated. And about Colorado, man, he always goes well there. I can see him making something happen. Wow, neither, you, neither of you guys are as high on hot sauce as. Uh... Well, there's also he's he's got like some physical things like he's got a, a sugar blood sugar issue. Mm-hmm. It's been really affecting his, the way he has to eat and things like that, and and that's not something you want to be working on <laughs> in the summer when you're grinding your body to a pulp, you know, every weekend. Yeah, trying uh, to keep your blood sugar level because that isn't going to happen. We haven't talked about Ken Roxon and Marvin Musquin. I like. I think. I think Reed's correct in that Musk Roxon is super fast. Welcome to the hundred degree. Weather slash humidity, Ken Roxon. Hey, well, there's a. I, I absolutely agree. He's got melt, like mm-hmm. meltdown. I wish I could go be in the asterisk truck that day so I could start an IV on him when he needs it. But the thing that he, that hasn't hit him yet is he was complaining about the travel to the East Coast Nationals yeah. or Supercross round. Yeah. Buckle up, Kenny, because when you got to go to Unadilla, <laughs> you get delayed. Have to. It's like planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. Getting to that place. Yeah, he's not going flying into the city center and going to the stadium, no. the hotel next to the no. stadium. Well, he is going to stay at Andrew Short's house this summer in Texas. That'll help. So that that, that should help a little bit. But, uh, I mean, is he a legit race race win contender or title? Either Any of you guys think that? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. I think we're just – there's some there's some little things that you can pick out there. Like, obviously the- – uh-huh. Adapting the weather is going to be tough, but I don't think anyone expects Roxon to just be off the back of the pack sucking. Right. Like, he's going to be good. Uh, just maybe not the favorite, but he's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, better than Musquin, you think? Why again? Um, yeah, I think so. I think, his, I think his upside is a little bit higher just because they've been kind of close. Even mm-hmm. when they were in, in Europe, they, they, they were kind of close. And in Supercross, they seem kind of close. But – Roxon's a good what four or five years younger. That much? So yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. Isn't uh isn't Muskin twenty one or twenty two? Well, the problem you're gonna have with Muskin is he's got a injured wrist or hand. Yeah. He broke yeah. it. He had a boxer's fracture in his hand, so he's coming into the season. I don't even know. Is he racing Angtown? I haven't heard not. He was walking around the race racetrack ride day with a cast on. We have a video on the site that was posted last night. Yeah, he's just, I might want to watch. He's that. He's sneaky Frenchman. It's Porcel move. He's gonna make everybody think. His hand is hurt, but it's actually fine. Oh, crafty, crafty, oh, right. crafty Frenchman. Um, what about the Rockstar Suzuki teams and Star Racing teams? Uh, Sipes is going to ride a 450 outdoors. We haven't mentioned him. Um, that could be a sleeper pick, right there, Ryan Sipes. Um, I think he's a, I think he's a regular top ten guy and a few top fives for sure. Right. Uh, out of their lights, guys, is Kyle Cunningham the best guy they have? He got in a f- series in fourth last year. So, I mean, he hasn't had a very good Supercross season, but hey, fourth last summer is pretty pretty legit. He made a podium at Texas, I think. Maybe maybe another one. 
Yeah, he was really good last year. But so remember uh, Swanepoel, who's still on the team, also won a moto. Yes, um, yes. You're basically looking at the same thing with those guys. Like coming in, no one's thinking about them, no one's talking about them. If they really just struggled, I don't think you'd hear people saying, but I thought Swanepoel was going to be dominant this year. Right, right. But, but they, they do have the tools to potentially do well. I think the Suzuki team is much improved. You know, Star, you would hope to maybe get the same type of stuff you got last year, but the Suzuki team, I think, is – they were nowhere to be seen. Well, you know, Blake Wharton didn't do any nationals last year. So yeah. he's, he's a kind of a question mark, and there's no bigger Blake Wharton fan that I know than David Pingree. So, Ping, what do you think? I am a fan. It'll depend on his start, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think he's got the he's got the speed. I think the bike's there. I just think he's got to get starts, and um, he's got to put it all together. So Jason Anderson, Martin Davalos, anyone? Kyle Peters. Do we want to go? Do we want to talk to Davalos here? Do we get we get started on how much time we have? On what? Davalos. Do we get started on this or no? We don't. Do you, do you just have some previous shows recorded? You can just hit the play button just, on, on that? Yeah, you just hit the play, exactly. We can kind of go. Uh, Mookie you, Stewart. Why don't you just record a rant about him, and then every time we got to talk about him, you just hit a button. Just yep. sound drop it in. That'll work. I like that. Um, TLD team, Seeley's out for three months. Uh, Durham's out for a while, too, I think. Um, we haven't brought those guys up. But uh, TLD's going to go with Billy Lenovich in the 450s, and I think Billy's going to – find it tough um and uh travis baker and who's their filling guy do we know yet for the 250 spot ping well they were looking at an amateur kid their their amateur kid jesse nelson mm-hmm. possibility of bringing him up um i'm not sure if a decision's been made there i think they wanted to and jesse was sort of unsure about what if he wanted to make that jump or wait till after loretta's because he is going to be on the team at the end of the summer and he's been riding well. He's Jesse's fast. He's having a good year, and I think he's, you know, he, he's going to make that jump up and do well. But do you make it now or wait till after the race? That's mm-hmm. I think that's the issue he's wrestling with. And well, it's I don't Tuesday. Think gonna, I don't think it's going to happen. So it's Tuesday. I think they're going with just Baker, right. Leninovich, and Tara Geiger. Oh yeah, WMX. We have not spoken about WMX yet, um, and we'll, we'll maybe get to that. Um, maybe. Will Hahn, nobody's talked about Will Hahn. Uh, hopefully he does well, just stays healthy, right? That's the thing with him. Nico, is he, is he on a 450? Is he? Yeah, he is. He is. At is the he? moment, yeah. Yeah. Um, so who do you who do you like for the title, Wygant? Barsha? Yeah, I'm going to go Barsha. What, what about you? Yeah, I agree. Wow, okay. Right. I think on paper right now, if you don't, he's just the favorite. I, okay. All right. Yeah, absolutely. The guy who got six in the points last year is – before he left the series is a favorite. I got it. You're right. Um, I got Blake Baggett. So, put that in your pipe and smoke it. All right. One thing, don't remember what we picked. Yeah. We'll hash it out in September. Does, does, uh, does Kenny Roxon win a race? Yes. Weege? Yep. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. I think he wins a race. I don't know. I don't know if he if he's consistent enough to stay in there, but I think he wins a race. Does anybody other than than uh, Dungey and Stewart win a race in the four fifties? Uh, I think so. I think something something goofy happens. Two guys. Yeah. Yeah, I think something something can happen. 
if if you had the the full kit, you know, Reed Villapoto in there, you know, someone else, if two guys have bad races, Drake another guy to pick it up. Drake Kennard. But just two guys, yeah, Drake Kennard. If there's just two guys, I can something can happen. Um, Ping. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would say there's probably a good chance of it, but it'll be either a mud race or a mechanical with one of those other guys or a crash with those other two guys. Something something happens, yeah. Yeah, it isn't just straight up they, they won. Um, does John Dowd break the top ten at Southwick? I think he's on a Husky now. Ooh. What? I think John Dowd rides Huskies. I'm going to say no. Okay. Oh. We each- points off. Sure. <laughs> he's he's he already clear a parking lot with a chainsaw fast. He's, he's already called it. Why well, already called it? No. Um, Mookie Stewart, PJ Larson, Matt Moss. Long summer. Is it a long summer for the JDR KTM team? I wouldn't rule Mookie out. Outdoors. Yeah, I wouldn't. Is rule he not an outdoor guy? He's big. He's too big. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that big thing, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, I'm just... Strana and Lachine and all those guys when they were riding bikes were like half the power were just such... Well, they such were... Feather light. They were more talented, you know, than Mookie. They were better than the rest of the class. Bogle? We haven't mentioned Bogle. Can Bogle step up and win? Has he got another year of sort of a fourth or fifth place guy? Third to fifth, somewhere around there. He needs to get on the box outdoors first. Came close last year, if not did it. Didn't he do it? He was it? good at Paula. He had, a, he had a good finish at Paula, yeah. right? And at Unadilla? Oh, yeah. He went 3-5 at Unadilla or 4-5 or 4-6 right. at Unadilla, his first race. Will, will 11-10 mods finish 11th and 10th in the points? <laughs> With Alex Martin, Phil Nicoletti, and I'm missing the third. Oh, Michael Lee maybe. Yeah, they do leaves motors, but yeah, leaves, I think he's riding with them. coming back. Yeah, I, yeah, good point. I don't even know. You're right. I don't know. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> um, I think with a guy like Bogle, and that's what makes this class so intriguing. Um, it's all a matter of like, can these dudes figure it out? It's like in the 450s, you you pretty much know what you're going to get from each of those guys. Like, no one is all of a sudden just going to find something they haven't had the last five years. Like, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But in this class, any one of those guys could just find the, the magic secret. Um, besides Ping, you know, no one was saying that Baggett will win Hangtown. Like, there was just a lot of guys that could win, and he just happened to find the the right combination. Yep. And it's like some of the guys catch fire and some of the guys don't. So Bogle is at least capable of doing it. Yeah, P- Ping, uh, so I'm surprised at Ping's anti-Bogle or anti-Baggett statements in this podcast. No, 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 not anti-Baggett. He's going to be fast. He's going to win races. There's no question. I just I'm I'm scratching my head at what went wrong in Supercross this year. Right. Um, I expected him to be, you know, mm-hmm. battling for at least on the podium, like every time. And he had races where he just cruised around seventh. You know, I mean, how, how, I don't I don't know. It's just very weird. So I think some of his strengths are much. One of his strengths, I think, outdoors, is that. I think he's really good at picking smooth lines and going where everybody doesn't. He actually told me that when he was hurt in 2010, um, he, all he could do is watch the races at home, and Porcel was winning most of them. So he just kept watching Porcel over and over and noticed that Porcel would be riding you know, pretty much on the banners 
And I think Blake does a lot of that. That doesn't really – that doesn't apply in Supercross at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's one of his strengths. But somehow he didn't make the magic work the last half of the year last year. Like, what happened? Yeah, I don't remember, like – I'm trying to remember last summer. It seems like it was five years ago. But what was what? Did, where did Baggett's magic go at the end of the year? People said he got tired. You know, it was long season, long grind of of doing it. And I don't know if that was true or not. You'd never find out, of course. But uh, right, you know, he's trained by Alden Baker, so you got to figure that Alden knows the gig. Um, how? Oh hard wait, it is. I thought Alden grinds guys up. Oh can't yeah, can't keep up. Yeah, I forgot. Can't keep it straight. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I got to get my facts in line. Um, yeah. Jason at the same Ed- time, the Villapoto was rallying with Alden. Baggett was fading because of Alden. I'm, I just can't keep this straight. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough when the guys in the pits like us know it all. It's really tough. <laughs> um, right on, guys. Well, anything else? I mean, um, outdoors are approaching. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for the outdoors. This Stewart thing has reinvigorated me. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm excited <clears> to see. If it's just James, if it's the bike, I know one thing. If he goes 1-1 and starts cleaning up, look for the Yamaha and the JGR guys to just be pounding their heads into trees everywhere as James goes by with the number one sign in his hand. Um, so I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, uh, You can't argue. If, if we went into the season and Stewart didn't race and Villapoto, Kennard, and Reed were out and you were just looking at Dungey on the starting line, Right. No way people will be as pumped as they are now. Like no. Stuart racing outdoors, and this isn't me as a fan saying, real men race outdoors. That's not even that. I'm just saying for the, for the competition aspect. Yeah. It's a good thing he decided to race. Yes. It's like a wrestling match. We each wear. Oh. You have two great wrestlers, like let's mm. say Pretty Boy and Rape, and <laughs> one of them is out. Right. Uh, it's you know. it just drains the sport of everything that it has. Um, paying this is definitely pay per view level. Like you definitely want to pay the forty nine ninety five to paying, see this matchup. Do you at this point want to tell Wygant about how you'll never look at him the same way ever again? <laughs> we she kept playing the wrestling tape on a loop, and man, I just at some point a guy pulls his wiener out and it's swinging around I'm like what is going on what? why am i why am i seeing this what is happening in the some garage in new jersey in the mid 90s uh, yeah in in like if this was in junior high i could write it off but this is clearly post high school or late high school years and i'm just having a lot of trouble man. processing it Weege. doing it doing it for the ratings man shock value and and you know and then the rape guy, he's not naked, but he's in his underpants, raping the dude who he just knocked out. He's in his under, underpants fifty percent of the time, I'd say. <laughs> he's in his underpants as often as he was fully clothed. Right, right. Uh, I'll tell and you the what. Sacrifices. I mean, and when you're shooting those things in, in in January in New Jersey, it's cold, man. Right, but incredible you know, fortitude. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you got to get naked. You got to get naked. <laughs> <sighs> oh, good times with the with the Weed Wrestling League. <laughs> um. All right. Anything else? The WWL. That's what I. That's what I titled all those DVDs. Yeah. The WWL. Yeah. All right, oh, guys. Weed Wrestling League. Yeah. Right. Weed Wrestling League. Um. <clears throat> hey, one more thing. You were talking yeah. about trainers earlier, Matt. This is yeah. very. Working with anybody this year? 
going to go there, aren't you? You're going to go there. I don't know. I'm just curious. Is he working with anybody? Yeah. Yeah, he's helping out an up-and-coming rider. Oh, an up-and-coming rider? Yep. <laughs> Current champion, yep. an up-and-coming Yep. <laughs> up-and-coming rider who already has the championship. Um, <laughs> he's going to be helping out Ashley Filek this summer. Yeah, there you go, Weech. Thanks. Yep. All right. Expect to see you marking your spot at the fence for every WMX moto. Yeah. Trust me. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Let's... Let's cover this. Uh, Jessica Patterson's on a Rockstar Suzuki. She switched teams. Ashley's on the Honda. There's also a Japanese chick on a Honda. Uh, hey, great, great story there. Clearly not appropriate for airtime, but go, uh, go talk to Charlie Flippin, who's his, his, her mechanic, that uh, Takashiro or whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. You got to go talk to Charlie Flippin, who's her mechanic. Flippin's her mechanic. Got, okay. Yeah, he's got some great stories. And her, his name is Chari. Chari? Apparently, there's no L. Um, it's just Chari. Does, so, <laughs> Ashley, wa- Ashley waxed Jessica three years ago. Two years ago, Jessica waxed Ashley. Last year, Filek took the title back. This year, what happens, Wagant? What do we see? Dun, dun, dun. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think that Falik, I don't believe, has ever had a bad moto since she's turned pro. Like, never. It doesn't, doesn't even seem possible that you can say that with a straight face. But I don't think she's ever been out of the top three in any moto she's ever raced. Yeah, she, in couldn't, the start, series. she couldn't start her bike, I think, a couple times. Oh, yeah? Oh, she did break her collarbone, I think, at the end of the year. Actually, she won a title once. Maybe. My point is, yeah. I mean, we're talking about the 450s, like Dungy Stewart, you know, they'll be one, two every time. I hate to say, but that's the way that this this class has turned out. Like sometimes um, Tara Geiger gets in there, but for the most part, if you have one bad moto and there's only eight rounds instead of twelve, it's hard to make them up. Mm-hmm. And that's been the problem for Patterson the last couple of years. You know that Filip will not have bad races. She gets every whole shot. Everything seems to work out. She either gets first or second. That's a hard combination to beat for points. Yeah. And uh, and working with Timmy. And she's got the big the big fifteen in her corner. Working with Timmy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Works for Kennard. Yep. Uh, yep. It's gonna be very interesting summer. Um, what I think is interesting is that Timmy said he had a lot of people. I mean, he did. He was in Kennard's corner when they won the lights title, so he his was. stock definitely was up, yeah. and had a lot of off a lot of people asking for his services. Yeah. And he settled with. Ashley Follick. Well, you know what? He's a giver. He's a giver, and he wants to give everybody the same chance that uh, that they had. You know. Do you know sign language? He says he taught himself sign language on the internet. And when I told Jason Thomas that, Jason Thomas said he's a, he's an effing idiot, and there's just no way that that was possible. <laughs> he told me it's very easy. Is that possible? How can that be? He made it sound like you learned it in like no, five I know. days. No, yeah, he said he goes, he goes, yeah, dude, I learned it. I, I learned it on the internet, and I'm just like, okay. I mean, I don't really it's know. Not what like you, it's not like you click a YouTube video on how to tie a tie, and all of a sudden you, now you can do <laughs> Listen, sign language. I'm just telling you what the guy told me. So then, oh, J- the wins or not, I get it. <laughs> so JT said, you know, what about the? And I said he says he learned sign language on the internet, and I swear to you, JT could not stop laughing and said that guy's an effing idiot. That's all he that's I mean, he just was not buying that Timmy said he learned it on the internet. So 
probably all curse words that he does. He did this. <clears throat> yeah, this means hello. Yeah, this means this means <laughs> to say it. Yeah, this means to pork somebody or something. You know, like uh, just the swear words. Um, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks. Uh, thanks for doing the BTOsports.com Racer X podcast outdoor national preview. Uh, I guess we'll play this in a. Uh, three, four months, and we'll all look like a bunch of idiots. But, um, yeah, good times. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Indeed. Bing. Thanks, Weege. See ya. See you, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200-episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.